أعيش في قطر جبيد أو كاتار So uh, my name is Eric Remy Motomi. Um, I live in Qatar. I'm originally from Kenya. I currently work in Qatar Foundation as a security guard slash um, artist and artist. <laughs> Hi guys, my name is Kim Akhlouf, um and I'm going to be your host today. Hi Eric, it's so good hey. to have you here today. Thank you so much. Thank you so pleasure. much for doing this. Thank you so much. Um we wanted to talk to you because we're really interested in your journey like as an artist but also you work as a security guard to support yourself. Yes. So I wanted to ask, I hope this is not a very intrusive question. How old are you? Um I just turned 26. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay, so before you came to Qatar, what were you like what were you doing in Kenya? Were you still pursuing an education? Did you not or like what was, you know, your life before you came to Qatar like? Also oh, um yeah I, I was taking automotive engineering mm-hmm. first year so I dropped after one year because I realized it's not working for me and I was since the fact that I was in entrepreneurship and at the same time I was in the parlam- I've gone through parliamentary training I've trained 200 recruits um I felt like um th- it wasn't working for me um, I didn't get a, a good advice when I'm t- I, w- I was taking it because I thought the fact that I like cars it's something that I should uh, major in but after one year I realized now the challenges were too much and I had to drop it yeah um you know all of us as kids we always have like you know colors and paints and we draw like small little you know houses with little suns at the corner of the paper did you ever do that you know when you were younger did you ever have like a moment when you were like drawing or painting or whatever it was and feel like oh like this is something that I actually like and I am interested in or did you never like did you never kind of take that as a major or something that you could probably pursue in life because i know from my own experience where i come from from lebanon it's it's very looked down upon to have a major in arts and you know whatever kind of arts it is you know like even if you are a painter if you're an art like whatever it is it's just so looked down upon and it's it does mm. it's not like looked at as a real job you yeah. know like people who work and arts are very you know like kind of like belittled in a sense like oh you should be a lawyer or you should be an engineer <laughs> do you have like that same approach back home like was your family supportive you know how was your background like in terms of what you wanted to pursue in life well um i uh, at the age of seven ended up in the streets living in the streets with the street kids and i was homeless uh, this is because um I have an uncle who is very uh, conservative and uh, uptight and uh, he was to support my education when I was that I was six years old but that was I was in his car is driving <laughs> me to his place and he asked me like what, what do you want to do in life and I was so quick because I was young and hype you know that kind of a kid and I said um, I want to be a fashion designer and you know he's a lawyer his kids are taking law and he wants me to be that kind of a child and i know i cannot be that kind of a child because i'm an average student so he asked me whether i'm 
he's going to pay school fee for uh, for me to be a tailor in future so that's how I, he didn't do that and that's how i ended up uh, within less than one year i ended up in the streets so um during this time like drawing taking a pencil and uh, uh, a paper i used to draw like um, cartoons uh, animations this kind of stuff i didn't know it would be a thing it was just a way of me like just uh, you know passing time because um i remember uh, the first day when i slept in at the streets uh, i used i i slept on cartons and um yeah, so the following day i had to like collect plastics and go and weigh them to you know to get something to eat and uh, i would go to buy something to eat and at the same time buy paper and a pencil just to draw just to you know Uh, it was like a comfort zone for me just to escape the real thing that is really going on in my life and yeah this this is one of the things that i did as a kid i used to draw but i didn't think it can be something in in future when uh, when i turned eight, one of my aunts took me in and you know um because i asked her if what if i could pay school fee half the school fee for myself and she could contribute the rest of the money so she asked me how i could i would be able like to raise the money and uh, i told her i have a business so she wanted to know the kind of business i have at the age of eight, which was uh, i told her i normally collect you know uh metal and uh, plastic and i normally sell them and i really make some really good cash from it the reason why i wanted to go back to school is because of the kind of pressure i was getting from my age mates at the end of the day like most of my age mates they were they they had they have a good background and they were in school so i think that that really like you know um provoked me like really i want this i want to go to school as well so this is how i survived and during high school uh, it was really challenging because it's it's very expensive in high school so i even even in high school i could work i go to school during the day and the evening i'm in the club working as a bomber or you know selling stuff selling clothes i could do anything i was just selling anything just to keep myself in school because this is how i could survive you said that you were interested in cars right yes, and that's a lot. why you pursued engineering yes but how did that like suddenly shift because at at when you were six, you were just like i want to be a fashion designer yes. and then you were drawing most of your life and that like pushed you you know and then suddenly did you ever feel like it's just like how did you even get to the point that i want to be an engineer which is so different from what you originally wanted to do as a child okay so there is you know i was as a kid i was collecting stuff i was like having street kids like i, I got like 10 street kids who could collect uh, plastics and metals for me so i realized i don't even have to do that on my own i can just work with these guys and then they bring me the stuff and then i pay them so during this time to collecting these uh, you know the um, steels and aluminiums i could go to garages and uh, uh, there is this one guy who really trusted me i was really young i was like 7 years old he trusted me he realized that i, I really had interest and it taught me how to drive at that age wow. so from that time henceforth i realized like no this is something that you know it's interesting this is the kind of life i want to live uh, when i am older uh, i desire to have such such a car in future of which at that time really it was like a really huge dream for me when you were doing that did you feel like you had to push that urge for art did you feel like you just had to bury that because you had such a bad experience with it and you were like you know what that's never going to serve me in life so i'm just going to push it down and like try to look for something else or did you always think that 
there's gonna come a time where you can you know go back to drawing or you know designing oh my so art wasn't like um the main thing because art i never took it serious like mm. in kenya art is just okay our, our parents say like art is wasted of time they never take it seriously who is how are you going to survive with only being an artist you know so they, no one really takes it serious so art was like a comfort zone where by i have like two hours i can just take something and draw you know i could um i could watch a movie maybe animation maybe mogli maybe and i'll be like okay let me just draw the the pond in the movie this kind of stuff but it wasn't a thing it was something that i could say i had a future for yeah. i was just doing it for fun Okay, I I completely understand yeah. that. How did you come to Qatar? Like what was your journey like? How did you end up being here? <laughs> On a plane, I guess. Anyway, uh <laughs> So, um yeah, um I was I was trying to get a job and um by that time really things were really not good. So the only job I could get is a security guard and that's how I ended up in Qatar and I knew it's a good opportunity for me since it's a first world country and uh, I saw a bigger dream than just you know as I can come as a security guard but at the same time I can get I can fix something else something else can come up on, on the way and that's how I ended up here. Did you start your art back at home or was it something that you started here or just like how did you come like how did you come to the point of I want to be an artist or how did you start your art you know? Oh well, okay uh it all began like last year in November. and I, was, i didn't even know i can paint um since in kenya i was too busy surviving so um this one time uh, the school dean of georgetown um he just stopped me uh, tapped my shoulder and you know he asked me like can you paint because i asked a very simple question in and i was invited to one of art galleries and then he asked me whether i could paint so since i've never done it but because i had uh, maybe i i think i i thought that i could do it Um yeah I told him yes I can do it. So that night I went uh when I went home like I spent like two hours on YouTube just learning how I can just mix colors and and paint. And that's how I ended up um painting one paint for him within uh one week. This is so interesting cuz yeah. what I thought is that you already painted before you came to Qatar and then you know like things happened to merge and you know you were working as a security guard on the side but i never expected that you know you actually started painting here in casa that's so interesting yep interesting um so on instagram you have your art account linked which is art meru yes. right um can you talk to us a little more about that like what is your art style um what are you most interested in where did you get all your inspiration from like what would you describe your art as um my art is basically abstract paints um because i tried um all kind of paints and i ended up like and un- realizing like um i'm more into, uh, into abstract paints because you know uh they don't have a shape like it's the way i feel about the paint how i just want to like um at, th- at that moment like for example what you're going through right now during the covid time everything is just unknown and uh, the fact that every everything good uh, you don't have plans for them so i feel like uh, abstract paints is awesome for me because it's not realistic and that's how i ended up like liking really getting into abstract paints yeah that's really interesting um i was like you know going through your art account it's a lot of colors it's a lot of you know it was it was very fun to look at do you ever feel like people do not take your art seriously just because you're a security guard or that you come from kenya you know like do they ever do you ever feel like 
people don't take you as seriously, especially here in Qatar, you know, since there's a lot of, you know, this kind of like hegemonic ideology and, and you know, I'm better than you and you're better than me and this entire like idea of, of class, you could say. Do you ever feel like people just, you know, discriminate against you or don't take your art seriously? Um, honestly, I don't think I've encountered such a uh, scenario, but because everyone that I've been around has been really uh, supportive, uh, like Georgetown staffs and the students in general, like all the students in Qatar uh, Foundation, they've really been supportive about what I do. As much as I'm a security guard, I still have a life after yeah. my uniform. And uh, yeah, so it's a good opportunity. And I don't really take it seriously because I have never really encountered anything negative about it. And that's how I ended up like, you know, having a project whereby I'll be working as well with other workers in Qatar. Yeah. That's that's really interesting. That's good to hear. Do you, what do you feel like in the next few years, you know, your plans would be in Qatar? Do you want, like, do you feel like you're going to develop your art as, you know, a Qatar-based artist? Or do you feel like at some point you're just going to leave and start your art back home? Or, you know, what are your plans for yourself, like, in, you know, in terms of art? Uh, honestly, my okay, my my uh, my biggest uh, goal right now is to create a thousand jobs um, through art. Mm-hmm. Already, I was looking for like uh, twenty artists from twenty different companies from twenty different countries who are workers in Qatar who I can work with. And uh, surprisingly, th- during these few months, I've already been able to like get twelve of them already, and. It, it has been a really um, an amazing journey because I'm able like, you know, they can I, can, I provide them with the paints and everything they need, whether it's pencils, any kind of art they do. And it has been working. So my aim right now is to like settle here at the moment um, and yeah, create those uh, thousand jobs for workers as well, because I want it to be like the fact that I'm not athletic. I thought maybe this, uh, these artists, most of them are not even athletic, so they can use their time, their extra time doing the paints, you know, painting and drawing as well. Do you ever think, like right now, you know, now that you've kind of, you reflect on your past and you think that at a certain point I wanted to be a fashion designer, do you think that, do you think of that often? Do you think that maybe that's something I actually want to do right now? Do you like have, do you draw anything that has to do with designing? Do you feel like it's something that I like I can do in my life at this point, like at this age? Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I totally do that. I always fantasize about it. Um, it's It has been there ever since I was a kid, and, uh, you know, it's something that really drives me because at the end of the day, if uh, you're able, like, to work with people, you know, one thing that I've learned about life is uh, um, to, to multiply my hours. Everyone has 24 hours, but at the same time, if you're working with 10 people and you're working for two hours yourself, if you get to 10 people, these these are like 20 hours in a day. So if you're able to work with people, this it's a life-changing thing. And um, with uh, fashion and design, it's one of those things that really move me and people never stop wearing clothes. And it's awesome looking at people and they look awesome. That so is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with that. That's so beautiful. Do you have anything else that you'd like people to know about you? Is there anything that you want to talk about? You feel like you just want to put it out there, you know? Um, yeah, uh, I feel like uh, it's the high time like people really um, start identifying workers at the same time. Uh, these, these are people and they have their own like private lives after what they do at the end of the day. So if they have a talent, we should nurture these talents. It would be very awesome. I'm willing like to be a part of it. 
if it's possible um yeah we should uh, find workers who can play sports from and support them as you know um if it will be possible yeah to, to support these workers it's really beautiful what you're doing it's like you're not only doing this for yourself but you're also like pushing other people in similar situations as you or even in in a worse situation to also you know have the courage and have the support to to you know move forward and do what they like in life so i feel you know it's really interesting for us to have someone like you to talk to because it just doesn't come often every day and also we don't make an effort to look out for people and you know to listen to their stories and you know figure out what they do or what they like to do i feel like in a lot of times we don't humanize people enough and it's so beautiful to be able to talk to someone who has that kind of approach on life and who just looks at people similarly and you know you try your best to be there for other people just like some people were there for you and yeah. you know you acknowledge that workers do have their life behind a uniform yes um so it's it's just beautiful to see um and it's i'm really to be honest i'm as a student and as someone who also had people encourage her in life i'm so impressed by what you do and it's just so impressive that also a lot of people are supporting you you know you've had a difficult life and you know being a student at NUQ like we've had to talk to a lot of people who might have similar stories or you know at some point you still had some kind of hope and you did push for yourself you yes. know like you had that motivation other people don't you know other people have kind of lost this drive because of how they're treated or the very few opportunities they get from life um what would you do you have anything to tell those people do you have anything like any kind of advice that helped you survive and you would like to pass that down to other people well um to be honest um as a human being i understand that you're so clueless about so many things and the fact that i grew up through an environment where by most of my age mates are either in jail or they were shot um or maybe they are addicts or something i i just got a different kind of a vibe by I wanted some a better life. I've always desired to have a better life because by the time I was 5 4 years old I lived with really uh, well of family of mine and now transforming that to a, to the street I realized like I need a life that I had before. So this has really given me the desire of taking every opportunity that I get very seriously and this is why like uh, you called me about this podcast I had to make it in the morning you know it, it's it's a good thing you know it's a good thing really and this is how much I take opportunity very seriously so my message is if if you are able even if you are a cleaner or any kind of job that you're doing it's just a normal job but if you've given been given a chance to come in such a country it's a very small country and uh with a lot of opportunities take it seriously and take it uh, aggressively <laughs> just yeah. doing anything you can to just you know do your thing and see wh- how much you can grow yeah thank you so much eric that was such a beautiful story thank you for being so open with us today yeah. um it was really it was really like heartwarming and it was so touching that you know everything that you've gone through and how much it took for you to build yourself and like everyone here is so proud of you um it so is such a beautiful journey um i wish you the best of luck because you truly deserve that um Thank and so i hope that your project does come through and you know you can talk to and reach to as many people as you want yeah. um so thank you so much for being here
this was honestly such a beautiful episode um we got to know more about eric not just in terms of his art but also his journey and where he is um at the, like how he got to where he is at the moment um it was so beautiful especially to people who are in his same spot who think that you know they don't have an opportunity in life and that they're stuck somewhere um there's always hope there's always something you can do and there's always going to be people who are going to be rooting for you you just got to have the confidence to own your story and to you know show up for yourself i think eric's story could inspire a lot of people it truly inspired me to you know even though i grew up with a lot of privilege i feel like his story and his entire life just pushed me to be aware of my privilege and to acknowledge that and and never take that for granted and i can only imagine what his story would do for people who are in a similar position or who feel you know hopeless or very you know desperate in life i'd like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast today and i hope you tune in for more episodes <laughs>